us, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Take off all your clothes. Oh my god. No. Well, we used to we used to do that. We used to do a lot of naked recording. A lot of naked recording. Um, so who's this naked guy here right now? <laughs> um, Mr. Lamb. Yeah, Taylor Lamb here. Uh, what? Where? Where should I hang my shorts? Uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope they're not cargo shorts. That was some drama with cargo shorts this week, right? I, I saw with that. Um, the somebody wrote an article about how awful cargo shorts are. Careful there. I remember my first beer. Steve um, Martin line, circa 1970. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, somebody wrote an article about how awful cargo shorts are and how, like, if you wear them, you will never get laid. And and it was just, there was a huge, like, Twitter got all up in its feelings about cargo I, shorts. I've been told cargo shorts are no longer appropriate, so I don't wear them. They're just, like, I don't, I mean, I've worn cargo shorts in the past, but, like, I've probably never used the cargo pocket. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, it's just, like, th- I bought shorts and they happen to have cargo pockets on Remember them. Remember that time we, we, we built your deck? Uh, yeah, I wore cord- five years cargo, ago cargo shorts years. a lot for mm-hmm. that because I could hold things like they actually were purposeful. That's true. Yeah, but as far as like I put them in the bottom of my bottom drawer behind my fat jeans. <laughs> you have, of, <laughs> of course, you have fat jeans. Well, I don't wear them anymore. I'm not. I. I, I You're I, not fat. You look great. Thank you. By the way, you're very handsome. Thank. Thank you. Thank you. When did, uh, is this a bit? <clears throat> No, I okay. just think you're very handsome. Well, thank you. I appreciate I it. I can give you guys some time. <laughs> <laughs> so, d- welcome to, what a great segue. Welcome to One Beer, One Song uh, episode. I have no idea. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest today, Mr. Taylor Lamb of Oconee Brewing Company. Howdy, folks. Welcome to my very hot basement. Hey, thanks for having look me. At, look at Russ's head. See how shiny I'm, it is? Yeah, I'm glistening. I'm about to be there with you. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like yeah. it. No, you well, have a full head Well, of I mean with the sweat. <laughs> Full head of hair. Full head of, of hair. Of all the people in this room, you don't get to make glistening bald jokes, okay? Fine. Taylor, you have so much hair. Taylor is beautifully coiffed. <laughs> um, so, Oconee Brewing Company is not actually a brewery yet, right? Correct. Brewery and planning is our current status. Um, we're we're under construction and okay. uh, slated to to open early 2017. Early 2017. So, give us the. Um, I'm sure you've done this a ton. Um, like give us the the elevator the, pitch. the story the like you're you're a co-founder yep. a co-owner like yep. how why start a brewery yeah so um, so I kind of found my way into brewing post college um, I was working in banking at the time and and started home brewing uh, started with a Mr Beer kit and uh, yeah oh man <laughs> yeah, yeah enough said right uh, but um, I, I was very curious as to okay well this, so this kind of taught me the basics on on how beer is made but like how do you really make it from scratch and, mm. and do all grain brewing. So um, ended up going through uh, Siebel's program, Siebel Institute of Technology up in Chicago. Yeah. And um, so spent a couple months in Chicago, a couple months in Munich, Germany, and uh, came back and, and landed an assistant brewing job in, in Durham, North Carolina at Triangle Brewing Company and uh, worked there for a couple of years and then um, moved down to Greenville, South Carolina, um, took a head brewing job at, at Brewery 85. Um, and then at the beginning of this year, um, uh, came back down to the home state of Georgia to, to start a Coney Brewing Company. So, I mean, once I found my way into brewing, it was always my goal to uh, one day return to Georgia and, and open a brewery. 
Um, Even with the restrictive legislation. I know, yeah. I mean, from that aspect, it doesn't uh, look so appealing. But, um, I mean, I, Georgia's home, and, and uh, even aside from that, I, I, uh, it, didn't, it didn't deter me from wanting to come, come here and do it. Where will the uh, brewery be located? Yeah, so it's, um, so it's in downtown Greensboro. Greensboro's um, home of, of Lake Oconee. Um, but there's an old historic downtown, um, a Main Street, which is where a lot of the, the uh, shops and restaurants are. So we're one street over from Main Street um, in an old 100-year-old uh, building um, that's part of an old cotton mill village. So the building actually originated as a Chero Cola bottling facility, um, and Chero Cola ended up being uh, becoming RC Cola. So um, I like to think of it in terms of like, hey, we're bringing liquid back into the, back sure. into the building here. That's <laughs> cool. awesome. I, I like the downtown idea. Yeah. We've seen it with Creature. We've seen it with Jailhouse. Mm -hmm. um, uh, even um, what's near Decatur? Um, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Wild Heaven. Yeah, Wild Heaven. Wild Heaven, Even Tide, um, Blue Tarp, they're all yep. down um, in that area. I, I like that being in a part of the community as opposed to being like in the industrial park away from things. I like that you probably can get a piece of pizza after you come to your brewery. Yeah. yeah uh, see, I like that. <laughs> well, I don't know about at the, at the brewery itself. but uh, No, no, no. Yeah. Like, like you finished the brewery tour, you've had a couple of pints, you're like, you know what would be great? Oh, look, there's a pizza joint right there. That's, that's delicious. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be walkable from uh, from the downtown area. Um, and that whole, the, you know, I mentioned we're one street over from Main Street. There's kind of this big um, revitalization that's happening over there. Um, the old cotton mill itself is being um, renovated into a 71-unit loft-style apartment complex. Um, there's an old train depot that um, kind of trying to figure out a, a good purpose for. Uh, and then the, the brewery building. So it's kind of a, a, a triangle of, uh, of these old structures that are, are coming back to life that's awesome well you brought us you brought us two beers so we're going to do the first beer first what are, what are we drinking now yep so this is a uh uh, a chili pepper pale ale. So it's a pale ale base that I added habanero and jalapeno peppers to. So, um, yeah, cheers to, cheers. to cheers to you guys. Yeah, yeah cheers. No, absolutely. You know what? I don't think we've ever cheers in a hundred million episodes. <laughs> right. I don't we've think we've ever cheers. <laughs> and my work is done That's here. it. Seriously. <laughs> which, I can which, smell peppers. I can mm. smell peppers. I can smell malt. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a nice roast. I like that. Um, Jalapenos have a, it's, I don't want to say dirt. It's like a soil, like an earthy aroma to them. Yeah, a very did. distinct aroma. I feel like the jalapenos really contribute to the aroma, and then the habaneros uh, really contribute to to the the bitterness, uh, or excuse me, not the bitterness, the uh, the heat of the beer. Mm. That is really interesting. <laughs> That's tasty. Thank you. Thank you. I have a really weird. So you mentioned Greenville, South Carolina. <clears throat> Uh, 100 million years ago, I taught band camp for a high school in that North, sounds like an exaggeration. North Fulton, <laughs> um, and they had their band camps at Furman, yeah. South yeah. Carolina. Beautiful so, campus. Yeah, absolutely. So Furman has the same number of students as my high school did. No way. But that campus is like, you know, sprawling. And, oh, yeah. It was amazing. So we would go up there. It was really like one of the best vacations I've ever had in my life because even though I'm working, I didn't have to make any decisions. And I didn't have to like take care of kids. It was you, just you like, weren't a chaperone. You were out of bed, put on your flip flops, go out onto the field, <laughs> teach drum line, and then when they do their like um, break stuff, we would go into Greenville and go to I think it was Barley's oh, yeah. House. Yeah, yeah. Hang out there, and there awesome was a brew place. pub downtown too. Um, but at that Barley's, uh, I had um, Rogue had a chili pepper beer. Yeah, and it was one of those like. How do you remember chili, all this? Chili pepper <laughs> beers are because I remember it stopped me dead in my tracks, and I looked, I stopped, and like looked at the glass and was like, "What did I just drink?" Because it was like, 
chili pepper beers are hard to yeah. nail because yeah. if you underdo it, it's gimmicky. If you overdo it, it's awful. Yeah. And it's a really narrow window to hit it. And John Mayer from Rogue nailed it. Yeah. It was like, but the perfect amount of flavor, a little bit of heat at the end, but then it like went away and it didn't, like it was one of those, I think the true metric of a chili pepper beer, a metric of success is would you drink more than one of them? Yeah. And I would totally drink more than one of these. Mm-hmm. This is really good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, it, it is a tricky beer. I mean, the, the Scoville units of a chili pepper can vary based on where the uh, where the pepper was grown. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, you might use, I mean, say, uh, you know, a pound of, of peppers per per batch. Um, you know, one day, and then you turn around and do it again the, the next next time around, and it might be completely different. Uh, is there a scientific way to test? Like a practical way for you as a brewer to test Scoville units. Uh, if there is, I need to, I need to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I, I, when I was working at Triangle Brewing Company in North Carolina, they did a, a habanero pale ale, and so I mean we would do a, kind of do it. You know, we would have a, a base amount that we would add every time, but then we would taste it, and if it, um, you know, sometimes it might come in a little under uh, where we wanted that heat level at, so we would um, add a little bit more, but. More of kind of a, a taste test. Where did the peppers go in in the brewing process for this beer? For this one, so I did it post fermentation. Um, so dry peppered, I guess sure. you, oh, could, you could call it. Um, seeds and all. Seeds and all, yeah. Um, so um, um, yeah, I mean, I've I've heard of uh, peppers being added. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe even in the boil or the mash. Or um, I haven't experimented around with that, but um, still still playing around with it. <laughs> load uh, up your load up your hot liquor tank with. Habaneros, <laughs> start with just hot water. Everything uh, is spicy. Oh <laughs> spicy water. Yeah. Your tank is forever just infusing spice back in. That's yeah, really awful. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know how to ask this question without sounding like a complete jerk. So I apologize in yeah. advance. You bring on a jalapeno pale ale. Yeah. Is is adjunct ingredients uh, one of the things the brewery is going to focus on? I don't think so. I mean, I th- um, as far as the the lineup of, of kind of year round beer offerings, which I'm planning on this one being one of them, um, I feel like it, if, of uh, we'll take three beers for example. So an IPA, this chili pale ale, and a Kolsch. Uh, I feel like the the IPA and the Kolsch are more of your kind of common styles. Uh, this this chili pale ale is I feel like a, a lot more a lot different it's uh it's more unique um and and something that um you know if somebody's coming to the brewery and they're looking for something they're familiar with then sure we've got that to offer but if they're looking for something maybe kind of new and out there that they've that they've never tried before then uh that's kind of the idea of of what this uh what this beer would be all about very cool well it's certainly tasty what's the um abv uh, this was at right at five percent. Nice. Oh, um, so you can drink like seventy of them. Yeah, I played around with them. The first uh, first couple of batches I did were um, right around six and a half, seven percent, and uh, so I've been kind of scaling them back to make it uh, a little more did, sessionable. Did the was the goal to make it more sessionable, or was there like some he- alcohol heat that was competing with the peppers? Or uh, there actually was. Uh, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> the the batch I did before this was uh, like seven point one percent alcohol, and uh, and it was hot. And so uh, that was kind of the thought process. Like, hey, let's let's uh, let's go back not only the peppers, but uh, kind of bring back the the uh, ABV as well. Interesting. All right. Awesome. Well, you brought us a song, too. Yeah, you brought us, uh, what do we got here? We got the Sifter song by Brad Carter. Yeah. So this guy's a really interesting guy. Uh, I got to give credit to our, our media coordinator, Leslie Baylog. She um, was kind of searching for uh, a local artist, kind of local to us in, in Greensboro, Georgia, uh, somebody that we could kind of highlight and, and came across Brad Carter. He's actually from Macon, so not too far away from us. But uh, he's he's uh, many things. He's, uh, he's a singer. He's an actor, a photographer. Um, 
And so he's he's been in some pretty big shows. Um, we'll have to maybe we pull his page up. Um, Sons of Anarchy, uh, oh. True Detective. Um, Which season of True Detective? I'm not sure. The True, good one or full, the one we don't talk about? <laughs> full disclosure: I've never seen uh, never seen the show. The show was um, uh, so real to me that I refused to watch it after the first season because it, it was just it, it just reached into places and in where my heart should be and and plucked some things that should never be plucked. Yeah, um, it was dark. Um, another thing that kind of uh, uh, put him on the map was uh, he had brain surgery back in uh, 2013, and there's a YouTube video of him playing guitar while undergoing brain surgery. What? Oh, that was that guy? That was that guy. Yeah. And they needed him to do that so they could figure out what they were messing with in his brain, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That's, um, so yeah. if if I can remember while editing, I'll put a link to the YouTube video um, in the blog post. There's Johnny Knoxville. He's, there he is with, with yeah. him. He's super bloody there. That guy's an idiot. Johnny oh, so Knoxville is amazing. Johnny Knoxville is actually really, really smart. If you're going to His launch yourself, PJ. In, if you're going to launch yourself into the fist of Mike Tyson, I don't think you're a smart individual. You or might be intelligent. Maybe he's the smartest individual. <laughs> he's lapped us. Mike Tyson said, I, w- "I will not punch you. I will not punch you." And he said, "Fine, just hold out your fist and keep your arms straight." And Johnny ran across the stage and ran his face into Mike Tyson's fist and gave himself a black eye. He also shot himself in the chest with a forty-five as part of the home security thing. What? So remember on Jackass when they uh, would do? I'm surprised you watched like Jackass. Pepper spray and tasers. Yeah, like the home security test. Okay. Those originated from, um, originally he was the, uh, did those for the Big Brother skate videos. And on the Big Brother skate videos that were not on MTV, it progressively got more serious and he shot himself in the chest with a forty-five. He wanted someone else to do it. No one would do it because they're like, he had a bulletproof vest on. Oh, that's important to the story. Right. And they're like, let's <laughs> let's test this out. And everybody was like, no, absolutely not. Because what if it goes wrong? I will have killed you. And so he did it himself. He held the gun out. <laughs> out in the desert and like shot himself in the chest bulletproof vest what happened next uh, it was I, I, it was painful <laughs> smart did it knock him bit. out I don't remember I just remember a lot of shaky camera after that and running <clears throat> so anyway how did we get on oh that's because his picture's on there Johnny Knoxville alright Brad Carter um, so off the field hand EP, we're going to do the Sifter song. Yes. Um, any significance to the specific song? No. Uh, so um, it, it, the first time I heard it, um, uh, so I don't know. I don't know if the clip we're going to listen to if he explains like the significance of the Sifter itself. He's actually using that as a musical instrument. Um, if he doesn't explain a, it, then a I flower Sifter. Uh, yes, flower okay. si- Sifter. Um, oh, that one that's in the photo. Yeah, Got and it. so it was. Um, I think his great grandmother's, and and then passed down to his grandmother. Is and she dead? Uh, yes, and and uh, again, I, I won't spoil it in case he kind of goes into uh, into a, a, the the description of it. But um, anyway, the the sifter was like something that he held on to. They were doing a big um, yard sale, garage sale, where they were selling off all of his grandmother's belongings. Aww. And he saw the sifter sitting there, and he thought, "Wow, you know, this brings back good memories of of when he was a child." And he didn't want somebody to have it for a quarter, so he took it himself. And so I I, I kind of drew this comparison as soon as I heard that. I was like, "Ah, oh, well, I feel like a lot of people probably would think the same of the building that we're going into uh, for the brewery. It's like this hundred year old." Uh, building that uh, doesn't necessarily have a lot of curb appeal, and a lot of people would look at it and be like, "Oh, that's that's a tear down." Uh, but we see something else. Like we see that it has a lot of a lot of life and a lot of character, and and kind of these exposed brick walls and hand poured concrete walls, and um, so kind of the, the same concept. We uh, we're we're uh, bringing life back to uh, to this hundred year old building and dead grandmothers and dead grandmothers. You're really focused on that. I don't know. He just mentioned, like, oh, this is a great grandmother. You're like, is she dead? Yeah. 
<laughs> Curious minds want to know. All right, so this is uh, by Brad Carter. This is the Sifter song. Hey, mama, I don't know where in this big old world you go. Can't tell who's my friend or foe. Won't stay with you and never grow old. Who will I be, mama, when I'm a man, when you ain't there to hold my hand? Give me courage and help me stand Up like a man Up like a man What will I do, mama, what will I do If I can't find a woman like you Wanna find somebody that loves me true Wanna find a good woman One just like you Where will you go, mama, when you die? In the dirt or in the sky? Don't know if I believe in the by and by. Guess I'll find out when I close my eyes. So what um, model suitcase do you think he was using for the kick drum? Yeah, I called that out while we were listening to it. That's right. He was definitely using a suitcase. <laughs> was um, it a rollerboard? Did it have wheels? No, no wheels. Um, leather. Um, what if it was like alligator skin or something? No, cool? it was it was a it was a pleather. It was a pleather, probably pleather. Um, an olive green in color, judging by the tone. Olive drab. Yeah, n- not drab. Olive drab is the grossest color on humanity. Stop I, it. I, oh man, that's so funny. I have some shorts. Uh, not olive. cargo shorts. <laughs> Actually, these. I have this this pair of shorts that I'm wearing currently in olive drab. Olive drab is a disgusting, revolting vomit color. I don't have many of strong opinions. Of course you have a strong feeling about a color. <laughs> I do. <laughs> of course. I, it's kind of a nightmare color for me because I'm, uh, I have a touch of the color blindness. So like oh, yeah. blues and purples are really hard and like greens and browns. <laughs> like greens and browns like that are, are tough. So like olive drab, it's kind of like, is it green? Is it brown? And I have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. How do you dress yourself? I don't. My my six year old son does. Really? Does he pick up your clothes? Outfits. Yeah. Huh. Well, that explains like the underwear. Not really. No. I I I will do the initial selection, and then my lovely wife, like, I'll be headed out the door, and she'll be like, "Oh, nope, 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 nope. get back in here." <laughs> nope. So that was cool. That Brad Carter song. You know, I've never thought of a flower sifter as a percussive instrument, but it totally works. Um, yeah. It, it was a beautiful sound. It wasn't nearly as harsh or tinny as you'd think. Uh, it had some depth to it. Um, cool voice. You yeah, can come really up cool on your dude. mic a little bit more. Okay. Wait, what? I said you can come upon your mic <laughs> a little bit more. That's that's what I'd like to say. You guys are on the same channel, so. Um, okay, so we've listened to a song. We've heard his story. Let's drink more beer. All right. Uh, okay, twist my arm. <laughs> okay, so what else did you bring us? Uh, so this is a, uh, a pilot batch of an IPA. Um, this one is uh, 7% alcohol. Um, 81 IBUs, um, pretty malty on, on the backbone of the beer. Malty, yeah. 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 Um, but it's not overly, it's not overly sweet. Yeah. Not overly sweet. I feel like it's, it's kind of got a, a kind of a distinct, it's a nice um, toasty flavor. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It seems pretty balanced. Like I get lots of toast and I get lots of hop. 
What what hops did you use on this? Um, so this was Columbus, Centennial, and Citra. Oh, so, your C, your, your yeah, C hops. C hops. <laughs> you, you only left you out like Cascade. Hops. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chops. We once brewed a beer with all C hops, and we called it Chops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like they kind of contribute to the the uh, citrus and and kind of earthy um, hop notes to the beer there. So the brewery opens beginning of next year. Yep. What is the what What are some of the goals you guys have for year one? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we'll um, we're looking to open early 2017, and then um, we'll we'll open the doors. We'll start doing tours and tastings, um, and then distribution wise, um, to be determined. I mean, one thing that's guaranteed as of now is that we'll be uh, distributed in in kind of our backyard, so to speak. So, which is going to include the Athens area. Um, so Greensboro is maybe 25, 30 minutes south of, of Athens and, and Watkinsville. Um, and then we'll kind of expand from there. I mean, we're, we're now kind of uh, getting into serious discussions with um, with distributors and kind of figuring out, okay, how, how far out do we want to spread our wings from, from day one and uh, kind of strategically um, figure out which, which markets we want to go into. There's got to be some really interesting conversations to have uh, because it, it's like dating. I mean, you're being courted pretty heavily, I'm sure. Uh, you're, you're you're probably hearing a lot of strong promises. Yeah. Uh, but but once you sign that paperwork, you're you're kind of locked in. Yeah, it's kind of like a marriage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we'll, we're we're just very conscious that you know we don't want to kind of overextend ourselves. We we don't want to say like, okay, well, we'll be available statewide, and then realize like, hey, we can't keep up with production. Yeah. So we want to, you know, obviously first and foremost, take care of our uh, of our backyard and our local market, and then um, and then expand from there. So um, so we'll be looking to to distribute uh, beer on draft uh, in, in in kegs, and then we're looking to bring on a canning line as well. Um, we've looked at a wild goose um, canning line. Um, so whether or not that's from day one or or within the first year to be determined, but um, definitely we'll go into into cans at some point. I can't remember the last time I bought beer in a bottle yeah. that wasn't like a bomber that wasn't like or a single like they're only selling like a prairie. I, something I or other. recently bought some watermelon um, goza from Monday Night Brewing. That was in a bottle. Right. That, yeah. 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 But uh, other than that, it can 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 can. Yeah, it's weird. Um, you, you said pilot system. What, what's your current? Are you brewing five gallon, ten gallon? You guys brew magic. I mean, what do you, what are you guys using to? Test yeah, matches? so I'm just using my my home brew setup for for what we're drinking on today. It's a five gallon kind of uh, uh, three tier gravity system. Um, no pumps involved or anything. So pretty pretty basic. <clears throat> um, He's making beer that's really this good. <laughs> that's just, mm-hmm, yeah. we're, we're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've already placed the order for our, um, you know, our, our, our big boy system, so to speak. Um, so it'll be a 15-barrel um, Creveller um, brew house and then four 30-barrel fermenters. Cool. What, are the, what, are the, what are the roadblocks or hurdles you see? Um, the, starting from scratch here, uh, what are those? What are those hurdles? What are your things that keep you up at night about seeing this project through fruition? Yeah, I mean, initially it was it was financing. Um, that was that was kind of uh, a, a stressful time um, finding a, a bank that was willing to to sit down and kind of take us seriously and um, and be willing to, to loan us a, a large lump sum of money for yeah. Because uh, as, as, as brewers startup. go, you have a beard, but it's not a brewer's beard. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's nicely trimmed. So if you can to me saying can you give me money for my brewery i'm like i don't trust you because your beard is not bushy <laughs> yeah. well it's it's but it's a kind it's like a nice balance of like brewer's beard but, but also business? like vp of sales and marketing <laughs> it's beard it's got the gray coming in right, uh, right. <laughs> a very trustworthy beard yeah yeah i gotta think that like in this 
market. I mean, there's over 4,000 breweries in the U.S. Yeah. I got to think banks, like if you if you come up with, uh, and this is not to like um, take anything away from your process of getting funded or whatever. Yeah. But, like if you go to the bank and you're like, I'm going to do a brewery and like this is how you do it. And like this is how all these other 4,000 have like, yeah. these are our numbers. That it's like not transactional, but at least it's a known it's a known entity at yeah. this point. You know, yeah, it's not like setting up a marijuana distribution <clears throat> center. Correct, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. There, I mean, there definitely is like this educational aspect to it that you know some of the some of the banks may not may not be familiar. Even though I mean, it seems obvious to us, and and yeah, there's a lot of breweries out there now. But um, maybe maybe it's more specific to to Georgia here. I don't know, but um, yeah, sometimes I felt like we were we were having to kind of say like, okay, this is this is the the cliff notes of, of the craft beer industry and this is what it's all about so yep, yep so you guys are you said you'll be draft and then cans after um did you, do you think you'll hit, make it to the Atlanta market at launch, or is that later? Uh, I I'd, I mean, if I had to say today, I would say not not from day one. I think that would be later. Uh, I feel like Atlanta is such a large market that you know we would need to um, you know, really make sure that we're able to, to handle that kind of production. So, um, but to be determined. I mean, yeah. I, I may be singing a different tune when uh, twenty seventeen rolls around. Yeah, 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 totally. I think. I mean, this is a bold, not a bold prediction, but like. After the Brewers Guild pushed so hard this year in an no. election, in an election, no, 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 you know what I mean. Like they they f- fought the fight by the rules that were kind of given in an election year. I think next year, like you think, think gloves come it, off. I think they knock it down. Yeah, I think it's going to get good. It's going to get better. It's gotten better, and I think it's going to improve beyond that. Yeah, fingers crossed. It'd be uh, be really Nancy awesome. Nancy and crew are going to drop some elbows. <sighs> I, I just I refuse to get optimistic anymore. I, I, I'm tired of being burned. I, I'm stop it with your deceit and lies, politicians. I, I mean, what I mean, it, can, it can only get better, right? It's not going to get worse. And, and you know, we're sitting here complaining about something that's it is very important and it is key to people's success and failures here and their livelihood and putting food on the table. Um, but still, drinking beer in Georgia now is a lot better than what it was ten years ago. Oh my god. You know, we are in a night and day difference of yeah, what, what a, we have. This had. is a beer renaissance that yeah. we're in, for sure. We just need to get, you know, more politicians enjoying more of the stuff. And be like, so your initial uh, Taylor lineup when you launch, are you just going to do, it's like when Monday night, launched you know they had like two they had two beers are you gonna yeah i'd say roll th- it out slow yeah three at minimum uh possibly four as far as kind of year-round offerings go so it'd be an ipa um some sort of either jalapeno habanero some sort of chili beer um a german style kolsch um and then kind of been playing around with maybe a fourth offering um maybe some sort of wheat maybe like a dunkel vice or something um to be determined on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I'm curious about your passion for Kolsch. You said you spent some time in Germany. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I, I've always, um, I've always really liked it. We, we, uh, I drank, I guess, a, a fair share of of, uh, of Kolsch beer when I was in Germany. Um, I guess from from a brewing uh, perspective, it's it's um, a, a, a light beer that kind of makes sense because I mean, it's it's brewed as an ale. Uh, your turnaround time for for brewing is is, is a couple of weeks as as opposed to like a, a pilsner or something that might be brewed as a lager. Um, so it's it's um, was it? I mean, wasn't Kolsch the style? It originated as a response to beer drinkers wanting to drink light lagers, 
and the ale brewers in Germany were like, uh, we need to, we got to head this off or, you know, come up with something, a competing product. <laughs> yeah. So they did Kolsch. It's like a light lager, but made with ale yeast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, what, when, if, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm at a bar or a restaurant, I mean, my go-to styles, uh, for me personally are, are more the IPAs and, and, and darker beers, but I have an appreciation for, for the light beers as well. And I, I know there's definitely, definitely a market for it. And with us being in, in close proximity to, to Lake Oconee, uh, I feel like a, a beer like a Kolsch, uh, would do really well for, uh, refreshing light ABV. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, we need to come up with another phrase for light beer because I think America has been conditioned to think of light beer as Miller Lite, Coors Light. There's, there's got to be a better phrase to I mean, use they, here. The, the word session and sessionable has certainly been used a lot, but I don't think that solves the problem. No. So please we, solve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what will be the first beer that you guys brew using water from Lake Oconee? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Lake Water uh, uh, beer series or something. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I, uh, I mean, that's, that's an opportunity. You yeah. know. The Clip-On series from Monday Night. It's the Lake series from Oconee. Even if you just chuck like a growler full of lake water into the boil tank, yeah. like, <laughs> then you can say it's brewed with Lake Oconee lake water. Like, but is that a good thing? Uh, that's... You're gonna have to test the market on that one. Yeah, figure so, that one out. So get uh, get her on uh, some market research onto mm-hmm. Lake Water beer. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yep. Do you have any, any more questions? I don't know. I'm what, just thinking. What, why, are you, why are you judging me? I'm just thinking of questions. So like, will Nick Chubb win the Heisman this year? <laughs> I can only hope. Man, we're we're like less than a month away from uh, from college I'm football. So it's crazy. I still can't fathom that Mark Richt's not going to be on sidelines. I'm still that is going to be weird. It, I'm still having issues with that. I'm. I, you know what though? You know what's going to be awesome is just cheering for Miami, like being just a weird Miami fan, like a weird red black guy. Because <laughs> you still hate Florida, yeah, and like you just absolutely. be a weird Miami fan. Now. Yeah, I, I'm going to cheer for. And I'm so you know I I have a rule. I I don't go to any event at Georgia Tech because that involves giving them money. So I won't go when Georgia plays Georgia Tech in football because I'm not going to buy a bottle of water at the Tech Stadium. I refuse to give them a dollar to help them in their evil ways. So. But I'm kind of tempted to go to the Miami Georgia Tech oh, game. Totally. <laughs> yeah, like, you know? Bunch of red and black cheering yeah, for Miami. Absolutely, it'd be hysterical. It just just to troll them that much harder. Like yeah, he's not even yeah. my coach. Go dogs. Um, you know, <clears throat> yeah, good stuff. And the first game will be uh, here in Atlanta, right? Like it's uh, and, yeah, but that still pisses me off because that took yeah. business out of that took uh, money out of Athens businesses. Yeah, they sold out UGA. Uh, Mc, Greg McGarity. I've I've talked to you several times on Twitter. You have yet to respond, um, but I will say he responds to my emails. Um, you you have six home games a year. Downtown restaurants, at, uh, restaurants, bars, hotels, they thrive. They That's where they make the bulk of their money for the year. And you took one-sixth of their revenue out of Athens. And I hate that. I hate that UJ was like, yeah, just give us some checks. As, uh, <clears throat> and as a, a former hospitality uh, industry employee in Athens, I would say... I mean, the owners, yes, but as an employee, the game days were nightmares. <laughs> it's just a, a My nightmare. favorite hospitality story you've ever told me, which you've not told on this show, is the Olympics. Yeah, which are going on currently. Yeah, that gold medal soccer match shift that I worked yes. was... T- tell me about that. It's a great story. I, it was Brazil-Argentina, I believe, and... Um, while the soccer game was going on, we had zero customers in our restaurant. We were literally all standing out front. I worked at a place on Broad Street called uh, uh, Gus Garcia's. Garcia's. 
and we were literally standing on Broad Street smoking cigarettes. Like I worked in the kitchen, just hanging out because <clears throat> we had zero customers. Across the street was uh, East West Bistro, and that was where the Argentinian um, team fan club had picked as their home base. So the game ends. Um, I, f- I forget who won the gold medal, but like we walk down the end of the street, look down Jackson Street, and this sea of people is coming <laughs> over the hill. And we turned and looked and shouted at East West Bistro like, incoming! <laughs> You're, everyone's in the weeds right ran now. ran <laughs> back into the kitchen, and it just blew up at that point. Like, we, we went up the street. Um, I tried to borrow ground beef from the grill because we ran out of ground beef. Um, we had to send our owner to Kroger, and he bought ground beef at Kroger <laughs> that's to make illegal. hamburgers. That's, and like, that's illegal, right? Fine, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. It was crazy. I was I, just, it was the second... I don't know if it was the second busiest shift I ever worked. The other one was Mother's Day at IHOP when I was a cook uh, at IHOP. Mother's Day was lit. Man, it that's... Was, it was lit. That's some meth-addicted sons taking their moms out for brunch, <laughs> you know? If you're not going to take her out like to, to a decent place, you're yeah. going to take your mom to IHOP? Mm-mm. So I like... The, like we, should do an, we should just transfer this to making an Athens podcast. Like it's, I like just talking about Athens. I Is Kirby Smart actually the governor of Georgia? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Nope. I think he is. Nope. <laughs> this is up for debate. Georgia now has 90 days to respond to any open records request. True or false? True. That's correct. Because Kirby Smart is now the governor. Right. Wait, wait. That was correct. Do I have to take off an article of clothing or do you? Well, well you're already naked, so I don't know why you're going to take off your headphones. Don't take off your headphones. <laughs> That's correct. Billy Madison, greatest movie of all time. So if I could accurately describe this scene in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> How does it smell? <laughs> <laughs> From Monday cheese for days. Um, well, you know what? I'm really excited to um, like visit. Really, when I the only time I go to Lake Oconee is when somebody's like having a bachelor party and they rented a house at Reynolds Plantation. Oh and yeah, we go over there and hang out. Yeah, and, and maybe like you uh, hire your um, your your just overweight just, gay friend to dress up get, as a as a majorette to do a lap dance for the bachelor. <laughs> yes, all those things. It didn't get dark. All those things. It just got festive. It was it was whimsical. Um, it was great. But now it's like, yeah, I want to cruise over and like, yeah, absolutely. I, I just hope that like the laws change so that I can drive to your brewery and like drink a beer. Yeah, like, buy a beer and drink it. I mean, we're we're setting up a, a tasting room uh, that will in hopes that you know when if if the laws are passed in in the brewery's favor there, where people could come up and and hang out and buy a pint of beer, uh, we'll be able to accommodate that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Please keep us posted onto your activities so Absolutely. we can, can come visit and take pictures and share them with people. Yeah, yeah. the next time we'll bring this like portable setup and That'd be do, awesome. it, do it at the brewery. Maybe. That's fine. We'll do it at the brewery. We're not going to do it in a tank. Yeah, no. So we have a goal. <laughs> no, Tony has a stupid goal. We have a goal that we want to record an episode inside a brewing vessel. Yeah. So um, if you can hook that up, like let, let's, let's, no, let's do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Russ is terrified that he will... Die. You know, meet his demise <laughs> Die. in said vessel. I've, I've, I've crawled in these vessels before, and it is, but they are uh, they're you can just tight leave, You can leave uh, one leg dangling out of the little manhole the whole time. Uh, is the manhole big enough for me to get out of? Well, you, you would have gotten in through it. Oh, so we're not going through the top? No, probably not. Probably through the... It depends on the vessel. True. I'm so, do it in a bright <laughs> tank that has a flat bottom. Do you have any Xanax? I do not. Like, I'm, my, my, I have palpitations. You should see a doctor then. Jesus Christ. No, no, it's just racing. It's just heart racing. Yeah, it's like well, it's like the Kentucky Derby in my soul. Prepare your body for podcasting inside a brewing vessel. If someone vessel. could give me some anti-anxiety med- medications, I will do the episode within a brewing vessel. So, so 
So now we're pandering for drugs. I was going to say, so like making content and doing drugs at the same time, recreationally. <laughs> so, the, uh, okay. Uh, we got anything else? No. Beer's delicious. Yeah. We're excited about Oconee Brewing. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thanks we're for having me see you for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>